the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Ice Nine. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Thursday, March 3rd in the year 2022. I think I'm just going to start by reading you this tonight. This comes from Insurgent2047 on Twitter. Footage of airstrikes in Ukraine removed after the company who makes the game Arma 3 threatened to sue for copyright infringement. Yep, that's right. They were trying to pass video game graphics off as reality. No propaganda here. None whatsoever. And there you go. Wag the dog. And we're going to get into all of that and a whole lot more on the economic side of this in just a few minutes. Before we begin tonight, mypillow.com forward slash bards. That's our bards landing page for bards nation. Promo code is bards, B-A-R-D-S. Amazing sales going on right now. And it's an amazing company to support. Also expeditioncoffee.com. Oh, by the way, if you didn't know what my pillow is, they sell pillows. Mike Lindell, that's that guy that is all over Mr. Pillow Man and is a pillow salesman, the most dangerous man in America. That should tell you everything about the State of the Union, <laughs> just in case you're confused. A pillow man is considered to be the most dangerous man in America. So go on over to MyPillow.com and do your forward slash bards so you have your bards nation most dangerous place in America page and see what the most dangerous man in America is. There you go. That's good. And then you've got the, the Founders Bible, of course, thefoundersbible.com. That's that awesome Bible that we've had Brad Cummings on here, a good friend who is the general editor for the Founders Bible. Incredible version, NASB 1995. And it's also got our Founding Fathers documents in. And you can use your Bard's code there for 20% off because, you, of course, you want one of those Bibles in your home. And if you're a homeschooler, you want one for all your homeschool friends as well. And then we've got Expedition Coffee. Expedition Coffee is literally the warrior's coffee for our time, designed in part by Dr. Eric Naputi to boost your health, boost your immune system, give you mental focus all day long. So when you're wielding that sword of the spirit, there's no hesitation. Then when you're there, check out the other great products on that site, which are things like the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. And you hear me say this every night, and I'm not kidding. Gut health is a big issue for your health, so take it seriously. And then you've got Immune XB, that's an immune booster based on pine cone extract. That means it's natural, real natural, not like natural ingredients that have other garbage in it. And that's got high levels of vitamin C. And you've got Earth, which is a nutrient powder, not a protein powder. Don't get them confused. Matter of fact, I threw out my protein powder yesterday. Didn't set well with me. Didn't, my body didn't like it. Must be because I don't need that. all those artificial things in there anyway. And then you've got, and that nutrient powder is a one scoop. Mix it with water, drink it like a shake, and it's good for you. And then finally, Pure 47 is that refined silver extract. And it's, <laughs> I cannot believe, I cannot look at chat when I do these things. <laughs> there are just things that come up I can't even say legally on the air that people are putting in there, and it just makes me laugh. Let's just say that somebody decided that leaky gut wasn't actually leaky gut. It was leaky out the other end, and they rephrased it very nicely. But that's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> so head on over to expeditioncoffee.com and check out the whole products that will even seal up your leaky sides and all that good stuff, and you'll be happy. So, <laughs> And don't forget about Pure 47, which is going to take care of all those things that cause your leaky sides to happen, okay? There we go. We got through it tonight. My goodness. It's probably one of the most original spot ads they've ever heard, and that's good. Okay. So, yeah, we've got 
literally footage from a gaming a war game making it into the Ukraine propaganda. The CIA is on full tilt. They've persuaded America to volunteer youth, to charge volunteer people to go over. We've got veterans like, I'm going to go fight for Ukraine. I'm going to go fight Russia. And like, uh, hey, dude, you do realize that Ukraine is a neo-Nazi organization. The government is. And the neo-Nazis were put in place by our own CIA. Just might want to wake up on that one. Oh, and let's not forget about the 11 biolabs. And, oh, this is a small little item, I'm sure. Ukraine is one of the top child sex trafficking areas on the globe. And here's the top three. This will shock you. Ukraine, Belarus, and Taiwan. Oh, isn't that something? And China wants Taiwan. I'm going to let it. I say we let them have it. And they're all our strong allies. Ukraine and Taiwan are our strong allies. What can we say to this mess? But that's not what the real fight's about. I mean, it is about it because the core of the the world economic system is built around child sex trafficking and drugs. Don't kid yourself about that. And then there's the third arm of that, which is the military industrial complex. So you've got we want to sell the weapons to create the to create the wars. We want to move the children across the world. Heard a horrific story from Oregon today. I cannot confirm this, but it came from an amazingly solid source. I mean, this person is rock solid. And apparently, they had a very close friend. And so I'm just, I have to qualify this because I can't prove it. But I can tell you that there's all sorts of circumstantial possibilities that this is true. But they, uh, telling me a story today about somebody they knew that went to a party. It was supposed to be a big party kind of rave thing down in Southern Oregon. And they went inside a wrong warehouse. It was supposed to be one warehouse, and they got the, got the place mixed up. And they walked into a warehouse, and what they found inside, like, literally freaked them out. It was apparently kids in cages. Now, so for some out here, you're going to go, like, come on, bards. That doesn't happen. I'm like, come on, man. Pull your head out of your backside because it does happen. And because if you understand what Portland, Oregon is on the I-5 corridor, and you understand how important that I-5 corridor is to moving kids... You'd understand why these three states, California, Oregon, and Washington, are blue. I'm really blue and all nearly communist. And so this is the sickness we have. I mean, Portland is the hub for child sex and human sex trafficking. The city that keeps it weird with more, more strip clubs per capita than any city in the nation. How's that? And they sometimes say it's even more than any other city in the world. Oh, and then one other little bit of news here is that Zelensky has one point. This is, you know, that the guy who plays the piano with his weenie, the president that we're backing in Ukraine, that guy who does a gay vaudeville act. That's another nice one. Zelensky has $1.2 billion in U.S. accumulated in a Dresden bank in, oh, it's called a Dresdner in the Dresdner Bank in Costa Rica, and he just bought a villa in Miami for $34 million. I guess playing a piano with your weenie pays well. That's what that says. So, tonight we're going to talk about something called Ice Nine. And what I've done is there was a fantastic piece put together by Jim Rickards. If you don't follow Jim Rickards. Don't read his stuff. Please do. Jim Rickards is, in my opinion, one of the brilliant minds of strategic economics of our time. Jim Rickards was one of the first to come up with, to advise the the Treasury and the Pentagon on the risks to an economic contagion and how gold and selling off U.S. bonds could cause that. That was back in the 70s. This is, he was really kind of the counter voice to unconventional or unrestricted warfare when that came out with China. He was kind of the one that's coming back going, yes, this can happen, and this is how you can defend against it. He is a brilliant man. So when I, want, I want to set this up a little bit because we're dealing in a time right now when there is a literally an acceptance of being stupid. I don't know how else to say it. People have just been dumbed down so much that emotional 
emotions become the pre- the foundation for opinions and opinions have no fact to back it up. And I want to start with a two-minute piece here on youth at L- UCLA. Check this out. I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here on the campus of UCLA to ask Joe Biden supporters what do they think he's accomplished in the last year? Let's go check it out. But I guess he at the very least stands for much more unity and stuff. He tries to support all different types of people. He doesn't try to marginalize anyone or... um, Except except Republicans. Well, sure. (laughs) If you want to be a part, if you want to be included, you can be. Right. If you you stand by his policies and what he stands for, then you're you're in. In terms of unification, anything in particular you can point to about how he's unified the country? Again, I don't know. It's just sort of like helped ease um, some of like the distress. It's just like a more like a vibe. Yeah, yeah. He respects human lives a lot more. I think the intention is there at least. Look, what was the number one thing that Joe Biden did last year? You're like, yeah, I'm down with that. He wasn't Republican. Okay. In terms of like actual like policies, anything that comes to mind? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anything come to mind? Nah. No? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is there a particular policy that you can point to? No. I, I don't know. Really. What do you think he's accomplished? Like, actually gotten done? Honestly, I can't tell you for sure. Um. Not really anything coming to mind. Um. I'm like blanking. Foreign policy wise, anything you can think of, or economically? No. What would you say he'd accomplished the most in his first year? I'm thinking, one second. Take your time. I don't really know. And there we have it. A summation of our youth. That was at UCLA. It should make us all proud. Parents that are paying for that education, you should feel proud. Your parent, your kids who might have had a brain before they arrived do not have one now. So your money went to a lobotomy. It was fantastic. Nicely done. But I support Joe Biden. I'm telling you. All right, so let's dig into Ice Nine Ice Nine, because this is going to take us a bit and we're going to dig into some real stuff. First of all, I want to kind of set the context. Jim Rickards calls it Ice Nine. And what we're going to be dealing with here is how they're going to execute, at least how he's interpreting, they're going to execute the economic reset. And it's very important to understand that all of this is framed around us convincing ourselves that there's only one way to do business, and that's with the economic structure and system, which they say we have to participate in. Very important because all the rules are starting to come in place. They're getting ready for to administer new Uh, controls over people for a quote-unquote pandemic but whatever it takes listen closely to all this goes through because i've broken down rickard's discussion tonight in a number of clips we're going to walk through each one let's set the context for how rickard's kind of discovered this ice nine issue one minute and 21 seconds with a friend not long ago in new york city we met at a place called Oriole, which is in midtown my dinner companion that night was a senior advisor to blackrock As you may know, BlackRock is now the largest asset manager on the planet. It directly manages $5 trillion in assets, and it oversees another $11 trillion through its Aladdin platform. That means one firm controls more money than the GDPs of China, Russia, and Japan combined. Anyway, my dinner companion happens to work directly for BlackRock's CEO. As we nursed our white wine and the evening wore on, she let something slip. If I remember her words, she said something like, they want to tell us we can't sell. What was she talking about? Who was she talking about? I placed a few calls, first to my contacts in Washington, then to a few people on Wall Street. Soon I was on a plane for a series of meetings to London, to Geneva, back to New York, then down to South America. As I began connecting the dots, a pattern emerged. It revealed a network of more than 189 individuals positioned inside the world's major financial institutions. Some of them hold senior positions inside the IMF, World Bank, and every central bank in the G20, including our own Federal Reserve. These elites share one vision, and they're about to make it a reality. 
That vision is one world order, one world taxation, and one world money. One world order, one world taxation, one world money. That's the framework of this war. And the problem is that while they, if we really pay attention to how they're fighting, too many people are still thinking this is a musket fight or they're waiting for the moment of the muskets, which I know way too many people doing that. This is never going to be a fight like that. There are not that many of them proportion to the people, but the people keep expecting a corrupted system to lead them down a merry path of happiness and reform. This world is run by banksters, and this world is run by people who literally understand very effectively how to control the world through money, because that's the Babylon thing, the power of the Babylonian money magic. And so as we have accepted their whole system, their idea that we labor through the week, and we convinced ourselves of this. In fact, it, I just I did a radio interview just before this show, and it was for uh, the talk radio in St. Louis, and it's Kelly Brazil's show. And and she asked me a question. I mean, this is kind of what I said. I mean, our problem is that we've gotten to a pattern of what I would call pew reform. We and it's whether you go to church or not, it's the same pattern. We go to this idea that we're, our weeks are going to be works of toil, and we're going to go through this week of working. And then as we get through the week, we're going to end up in this place of sin. We're told that. We convince ourselves that we are going to be sinful. So then we go and we get rejuvenated on Sunday by sitting in church, and then we drift away. But our whole week is toiled towards doing labor to earn money, to pay bills, to pay off the debt that we keep recreating because we keep wanting stupid junk that we don't need. This cycle that they've got us rigged into, they are counting on us not questioning. In fact, worse than that, they're expecting on us demanding that we get reform as they continue to tear down this system. If you're watching what's happening right now in Ukraine, what's most important as we go through this here, understand that what they're doing right now is decoupling the dollar as the world's reserve currency. That's the real fight that's happening. And even though we, and I'm serious when I say this, I think Putin is justified going into Ukraine as they attack Russia to take the dollar and take them off of the SWIFT system, it's a tier of the fight that's playing into these economic monsters' hands as they try to decouple the dollar as the world's reserve currency and replace the dollar with a series, a basket of reserve currencies. So here what he says next. Rickard's comment is, and this is almost ironically right out of cue, nothing can stop what's coming. Take a listen to this. They've worked for years behind the scenes preparing to realize that vision. They've literally rigged the laws of international finance. Everything is basically in place right now, and there's essentially no way to stop this from happening. When the crisis hits, they'll flip the switch, freezing the global financial system. That will give them time to reset the world economy according to their vision. Now, the big thing about this whole game is making the people suffer. So the idea is if they can squeeze the people and they make the people suffer enough, people will rise up, and there's always the instigators on the ground It will cause that rise up to happen. It's always a false flag. But people, unfortunately, that are not awake are too stupid to realize that they're being played. And I mean it that brutally. When you the first thing they will do is they will have agents and their media assets call for people to do assemblies, to come and speak in the public squares, to do demonstrations against this. And as they start to trigger this crisis, And they're doing it to Russia right now. This is the first step. They're going to try to create a a national instability in Russia based on people screaming that they can't use their Apple Pay app and things like this. Now, I think, frankly, I think Putin is far more prepared for this than we realize. But nonetheless, the whole thing here is to decouple the world from the dollar as the reserve currency so they can start to move to this great reset. Now, listen to this perspective on BlackRock, because it's very important to understand how they are positioning BlackRock to pull this off. Remember, BlackRock has controls more assets than China, Japan, and Russia combined. All right? That's incredible as an investment firm. And by the way, that's your money. It's not their money. It's your money that's being used as a weapon of war against the people of the world. That should make you feel real good if you're in the stock market. So listen to this thing on BlackRock. Basically, they want to classify BlackRock as too big to fail. The technical term is Systemically Important Financial Institution, or SIFI. That designation normally applies to banks, such as Bank of America. If your bank gets the SIFI label, it means the government will bail you out first in a crisis. 
but it also means you must turn over control of your bank until the crisis subsides. In this case, they're trying to reclassify BlackRock, an asset manager, as too big to fail. If they succeed, they'll be able to freeze BlackRock when the crisis hits. BlackRock clients won't be able to sell. They won't be able to buy either. Their accounts will go dark indefinitely. And the elite operatives will take control of BlackRock's assets remotely via the Internet. Now, that's the trick, is that once they BlackRock is integrated into so many pieces of the economy that if they do the too big to fail, their people are already positioned that when this collapse starts to happen, as it will, because BlackRock is really both the one that's been buying up the assets and creating a big part of the debt, then they will race in to, quote, save BlackRock, but they'll use it as an opportunity to seize people's money and basically erase their assets. That's something that I, I think people are going to like, that can't happen. How could this hap actually happen? And we'll get to that very shortly. But I want you to listen to what this, this concept of ICE-9 is and what that means in a global sense. But our research shows that their ICE-9 plan goes much, much deeper than that. It's a reference to the Kurt Vonnegut novel, Cat's Cradle. In the book, a mad scientist creates a new form of water molecule called ICE-9. When it comes in contact with other water molecules, it freezes them at room temperature. One drop of ice nine can freeze the whole ocean. And that's what these elite operatives are about to do to the world economy. So using BlackRock, what they have done is they've created a virtual ice nine. Essentially, what they're doing is by creating, getting BlackRock to be designated as too big to fail. Then as this economy, as the implosion begins to happen, and arguably it's beginning to happen right now as Russia and China are decoupling from the SWIFT system and using gold as the new basis of the standard. Then what they're going to do in the Western world is as it implodes, they seize control of, of BlackRock, and in the process with the other affiliate banks, essentially they freeze, as in the metaphor of, of ICE-9, the entire global economic system that's tied to the dollar. That means if you suddenly, if you have your retirement system, let's say a quarter million dollars, half a million dollars in your 401k, and you've been taking regular payments off of it, if it's at all tied to, to BlackRock, which it likely is, you go to get a withdrawal and you're thinking, well, it's okay, I'm safe because the banks are not going to be, banks may freeze, but I've got my assets, my, my assets wrong. It'll all be frozen because that's how they're going to control everything at once. And they control the entire market for the most part. So when you've been hearing about get your money out of the market, it's not a joke. Your money right now in the market is little more than a number and it's a digital number of some sort of imaginary value that has nothing, no real value to it. This came really evident to me back in 2012 when I was taking a visit to New York City Athletic Club and while with a, I was invited as a guest and met some people who had worked in BlackRock. And here's what they had told, what they told me then, and it was shocking, that the concept of value had been completely re-engineered. Originally, value and value as assessment of a company was based roughly on assets and, and liabilities, and then they would look at total revenues times two and a half. That's a rough figure of how you'd assess a value of a company. But as the internet age came in, value became based on what they thought it could be worth, essentially emotional and notional concepts of value, which means there's no underpinning to the actual value. So what we're dealing with right now is the same thing. Look what BlackRock has been doing in the real estate market. In California, buying houses at 100% above market value. Why would you do that? Because what they're doing is they're increasing the, the magnitude of their debt in their holdings. They're forcing the market up so that people will get refinanced and get themselves more deeply in debt with the knowledge that they're going to blow the bottom out of the market. And once they do, they will freeze the assets, and then everybody that has a debt, then the bank will then be able to control their properties. But in this new reset, as I've talked to you about before, the bank will likely not seize the homes, but rather seize control of the title, meaning that they'll simply tell you, well, excuse the debt, but we now own the house and you now rent from us. So you won't even have an option. And with that, they will roll in this control of a digital money, which has to be accessed through a digital pass, which will now control everything in your life, including the behaviors that you have online. And you will not be able to function in the system that they've created unless you are using their digital pass, which can also mandate an injection. So you're starting to see the picture on how well this has been engineered.
Okay. Now let's figure out where are these people and where are they? We've identified more than 189 individuals who are in many cases hiding in plain sight. Regardless, they all share the same vision. One world order, one world taxation, and one world money. They now sit at or near the head of the IMF, the World Bank, and even our own Federal Reserve. They also control much of what happens at the central banks of China, Russia, India, Brazil, Canada, and Europe. As you know, these institutions form a kind of global superstructure. It forms a kind of snare net encircling all nations. Their leaders aren't democratically elected. They're not accountable to you and me. They're beyond the reach of government and citizens, and yet they hold the fate of the global financial system in their hands. What have I been saying about elections? You can elect anybody you want. Not only is the system rigged and has there been nothing fixed on that, but when you're really getting to the real powers to be in this world, you're never going to touch them with ele- with elections anyway. These people, these 189 or 98, whatever he said, are the number of people infiltrated, and there's more than that, by the way. We'll hear that in a minute. They have been infiltrating all of the economic structures across the globe, and they are influential, and they have the power to move the entire economic system globally. One of the things you've heard me talk about again and again is a breakaway economy. So does Andrew Torba of Gab. This is an absolutely essential thing to do. I can't stress this enough that people have to start preparing to shift off of this sort of barbarian and Babylonian system to another type of system where value is not based on a currency that they give us. That's Babylonian money magic goes right back to Christ flipping tables outside the temple. This is truly a biblical fight and they're doing it again. And unfortunately, the obsession of greed and consumption of things we don't need ultimately and the dedication to wages and giving up the values that we have to a piece of paper money that has intrinsically zero value, that obsession and that format that we've been sucked into, we have been drawn into the debt trap and debt enslavement trap. And if we allow ourselves to continue down that path, they're going to catch us. Now, let's ask, who are these people? That's a great question. And here's a short list. A short list would include Christine Lagarde, Managing Director of the International Monetary Fund, IMF. Mark Carney, Governor of the Bank of England. Raghuram G. Rajan, Vice Chairman of the Bank for International Settlements. Haruhiko Kuroda, Governor of the Bank of Japan. William C. Dudley, President of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Augustine Carstens, Governor of the Bank of Mexico. Janet Yellen, Chairman of the Board of the Federal Reserve System. Mario Draghi, President of the European Central Bank. Zhu Min, former Deputy Managing Director of the IMF. Zhou Xiuquan, Governor of the People's Bank of China. Robert E. Rubin, Chairman of the Council on Foreign Relations. This A-list of central bankers and other elites is just the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip of the iceberg. So what you have is approximately 190 people in all that they've identified, but then there are minions underneath them that are literally steering seven and a half billion people to their fate. Now, why, when you do those numbers, you just have to scratch your head and say, how is that even possible? That doesn't make any sense. And this all goes back to the principle of divide and conquer, divide and conquer. So right now, what we're looking at is something has happened in Ukraine. Okay. Behind all of this, don't forget, there is this whole portion of their value, their value, not our value. Our value is in our life is based in, in this system is based on paper dollars that have no value. There is a shift to move to gold and to put a gold, a, a precious metal backing to a currency. Russia's doing this and China's doing this. The problem is the U.S. doesn't really, at least of what we know, and I'm not playing the Q thing. There isn't a known amount of gold that we have. and We probably will never know what our actual amount of gold is. We were supposed to have the most gold. We've never had an audit out of Fort Knox to prove any of that. And right now, this shift to the gold standard is going to implode the Federal Reserve dollar. Remember, that's not the U.S. dollar. It's a Federal Reserve dollar that has been created as a fiat currency, meaning has nothing behind it other than oil. And you notice how they're pulling all this back. They're forcing the collapse of the oil industry. All of this is to implode, intentionally implode the dollar and to create a dependency of the U.S. on foreign oil, on a currency that is coming that we don't have any control over. We haven't had much control over it anyway, but we're no longer going to be the world's reserve currency. 
The effectiveness of this is literally to turn the U.S. into a third world country overnight. I'm not exaggerating when I say that because we are dependent on foreign imports on almost everything we do. And because we become such a convenience-driven culture, convenience is the death of humanity, I swear, the convenience-driven culture that wants to get everything cheap at Walmart, the only way you're going to get things cheap is to ask, push it to corporations that will then find the child labor across the world to exploit and to create cheap junk for nothing so that we can buy our cheap junk and be pacified little minions. That's essentially the game. Now, it's interesting to note, again, that Ukraine is a high center of money laundering. It has a high level of resources. It has the bioweapons labs that we know about, and it has a high center for not only human sex or child sex trafficking. It does it as well through a pseudo-legal structure, which is their orphanages, which are always overflowing. So there is something very big happening in Ukraine that is beyond just this. This group here is using Ukraine as a critical hub, and Putin is going after it. So I say, I don't know what all Putin's doing, but it's not all bad. Okay, so let's look at how they actually structure this, because I think this is important. Take a listen to this. To get a sense of how they operate, imagine an array of floating spheres. One sphere is labeled IMF, one is labeled Fed, one is labeled Bilderberg, one is labeled Wall Street, one is labeled central banks, one is labeled intelligence agencies, one is labeled media, and so on. The elites inhabit all of these spheres, and together the network forms a kind of 3D Venn diagram as I see it, regardless of what sphere they inhabit, the elites all share the same vision. One world order, one world taxation, and one world money. All of their actions are geared toward moving that agenda forward. This is a transnational, which means beyond nations, transgenerational, not trans like you're thinking about that Kate Brown likes to talk about, transgenerational, which is over generations network. It's affiliated and unaffiliated at the same time. So what... Rickards is pointing out is you've got these key people in various agencies. We, our eyes keep being drawn to specific elements of it. The media, for example, or the CIA as another one, the intelligence agencies. But it's, these people are everywhere, okay? And as they, as they are everywhere, if you've seen James Bond and you have seen the concept of spectra, that's literally what we're dealing with here. That movie is, those concept within James Bond is far more than fiction. It's probably more of a testimonial to what's really going on. This is a multinational or transnational organization that is a super organization above all governments. And these people are embedded in governments. They're embedded in financial institutions and they're embedded in corporations and they're embedded in the intelligence agencies and in the militaries. So they're able to work and control policy and direction of things all as one integrated group like a spider web. Even though they may not sit down and talk all the time, they're all on a single direction, which is one world order, one world currency, one world taxation. That's the concept. And they're all working in unison to that end. This is extremely important to grasp because this is why it is hard to identify your enemy. And again, why this is not a musket war. This is an informational war, and it's a war of us uniting to defeat them in a unity effort to break away. Okay, so how does something like this begin? Take a listen to this. When the next crisis hits, the elites are planning to freeze the financial system, and they'll replace it with a new system, one not based on the U.S. dollar. First, they'll have gone to bed knowing that a massive financial crisis was underway. But when they wake up, they'll find it has worsened and the contagion has spread worldwide. When they go to withdraw money, their ATM will say, close temporarily. When they go to sell stocks, their account will say, transaction not available. When they go to their local business, that business will only accept cash if it's open. As citizens realize they're being barred from their money, riots will erupt. And that's what they're counting on. And that's probably why FEMA has been activated on the back end. Don't think FEMA is a good organization because they're not. Okay. FEMA was activated under President Donald J. Trump in May of 2020, and they have been running in the shadows since then active and put in full force. So they are preparing for this moment when there will be collapse and riots across, across the world and across the country because they know that there is an imminent financial di disruption coming. 
They have used these various elements. When you start to look at the prize of the world order that they needed to take down, it is the United States. You take the United States down, you take the world with it. So look at the order of events that they've done. They've used COVID, which was to paralyze the economy and have people to literally give up their rights willfully through a mask. Next, introduce the injection. There was no virus or pandemic. The injection was the bioweapon. In doing so, you gain three elements of this. You gain those that with the virus, whatever is in that injection, could take seat in them. That would do a number of things to their body. They would potentially be converted. They're already being transitioned to a controllable asset using the 5G network. They are, they are also in a position to where they are creating a mutant child. We've already seen that. Black-eyed babies are coming out everywhere. You also have sterilization going on in this in the youth, so they can't reproduce. And then you have this wave of the this other layer of causing harm to the body so their people are weakened and unable to fight back fine and dependent, most importantly, dependent upon the system that's about ready to implode. And because of that, they're going to have to give in to get the medical help they need. The other tier of this is the actual destruction of a key classes of people, the wiping out of the elderly so that the memory class, the wisdom class is gone and there's no memory of what, of what used to happen. So there's no guidance of where to go forward. This has all been set up to work this way, and now we're working into the next phase, which is as they start to pull off the mandates and give people hope and elevate that, we're heading into the next crisis. And we, what is that next crisis being telegraphed as? A cyber attack. What have they done now? Whatever the motivation was for Russia to come into Ukraine, they're already telegraphing that Russia is going to launch a cyber attack. It'll be us, not them, and we will launch the cyber attack on our own people and blame it on Russia so that there will be a constant rift between the Russians and the Americans and the rest of the world in Russia because the mass of sheeple is too dumb to figure out that their own governments are playing them. The part that drives me crazy is the same media that people are openly becoming aware that has lied to them about an election, has lied to them about this administration, has lied to them for years, has lied to them about a mask, has lied to them about a virus, has lied to them about an injection, suddenly becomes the trusted agent to tell them that Ukraine is under attack. What brain damage that is, I can't even articulate in words. But that's where we are. And this is something that where the burden falls on those that are awake to work diligently to continue to open people up. Now, let's go We are back to this, how it begins. The thing is that the seizing of assets and the closing of banks sounds illegal, but that's not how the grift works. Listen to this. They rigged the financial laws, changed the rules of the game to allow this to happen. The stage is set. They have the levers in place. The lights are positioned. Now someone just needs to flick a switch and they'll impose ICE-9 rapidly. And again, all of this will be legal because they've rigged the system in their favor. Here in the U.S., for example, Congress pushed through something called the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, or IEPA. This allows the government to freeze accounts, assets, even whole institutions at will. The only condition is that there's some threat to national security with a foreign connection. Like Ukraine, like Russia. All they need is some foreign, all they need is some threat. But it even gets more creative to that than that. Listen to these comments by Chucky Schumer. I think it might be a good idea for President Biden to call a climate emergency. Hmm, why? Because there, he can do many, many things under the emergency powers of the president that wouldn't have to go through that he could do without legislation. There you go. Under an Emergency Powers Act and using the controls they have now have in the economics, they can use any excuse to freeze the economy, to freeze your assets. So what do you think the next crisis is going to be? It's either going to be a cyber attack or it's going to be a, a, or a, a, a climate crisis. They're, they're painting it up and we, it's coming at us. So when we talk about preparing, we're very clear about you need to prepare. You need to be preparing for a disruption so that you can sustain yourself six months to a year, sustain yourself so that we can then continue to build the networks outside of them. This is not going to be easy, but God didn't put us here to make it easy. If that had been the case, he probably would have just hired a, a circus act to do what we're supposed to be doing. This is a tough fight, and we have to use our discernment. We have to use our prayer and focus and anchoring in that path that God puts us on to keep true to this path. There's no place you're going to run to. 
You have to anchor down where you are at this point, and you've got to build your tribe. Make sure you're strong and be ready to endure the storm. We're not, it's not if the storm is coming. I mean, pay attention. There's four quadrillion dollars, quad, Q-U-A-D, quadrillion dollars in derivative debt that is backing up this fake economy on a global level. That is not sustainable, and there's no way ever to recover that derivative debt because it was debt created out of thin air. And that was money that has been backing pensions. It's money that's backing your 401ks. For the elites, their real currency and the currency that they use literally is drugs and kids. So they've, they've separated themselves from an outside economy. And the derivative debt has been used to prop up these governments, create the social welfare programs to do all these things while they run around and, and grab hold of properties, all with fake money, but we've lost title and control. So when they pull the pin on this, they're like vultures sitting at, at the outer edge waiting to jump on a carcass. The question is, how will we respond? If we respond in craziness and start going into riots, they, can, they win this. If we respond by coming together as communities to come together and be strong, working with our local communities, with our sheriff, to make these sovereign spaces, we will win this. But this is the challenge of what's ahead because these elites are planning on people going into chaos and riots. They're planning on having their agents provocateur based in the local areas to provoke police to do violence so that then they can get their agents provocateur that are already in place in your city councils, in your school boards, in your county commissions, selling things like, we're going to defund the police. You see how this plays out? They've been playing this script now, this color revolution they've been running on us since November 4th of 2020. They've done it even before then. They started it two years before that while President Trump was still in, in position. This has been a big scripted film for an end to reset the economy. Now, listen to what they've been doing as a dry run, just so you're clear. The elites have been conducting a series of dry runs for years leading up to ICE-9. Look at Cyprus, for example. A few years ago, the Cypriot economy was in trouble, especially the banks. The IMF stepped in and loaned Cyprus $10 billion dollars but the loan came with strings. Now pay attention because this is precisely what they're going to do, but imagine it on a global scale. So in exchange for the capital injection, the IMF demanded control over the Cypriot banking system. More specifically, the IMF froze the entire system, literally every bank in the country. And they did that to ensure the IMF's demands were met, including strict capital controls. So how did all this impact regular citizens? Their local ATMs went dark. Even the bank branches closed, permanently in some cases. Citizens could not withdraw cash. They couldn't even transfer funds from one account to the other. What came next? Wealth extraction on a grand scale. The IMF basically stole 6-10% to of all the cash in the Cypriot bank accounts. How did the elites justify this? They called it a levy, the price regular citizens had to pay for their government's missteps. Keep in mind, these asset confiscations were done at the balance sheet level with the institutions themselves. They never had to confiscate individual accounts. They froze every account by controlling a handful of the country's biggest banks. When the next crisis hits, we're going to see this here in the U.S. and around the world. And it will be a highly coordinated global attack on the entire system simultaneously. And they're going to use something to distract everybody. Ultimately, there's COVID pass, as you've heard from Catherine Austin Fitz, as you're hearing here today from Jim Rickards. This whole concept is to push people into a mandatory use of a digital currency that they control, a CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency. And they've been doing this to force people into that using a pass which ties your your credit score and your social credit score to one pass. Which means once they get you there, the only money that you have will be the money that they control in your account. And the only way you're going to get that money is if you meet the standards in which they want you to meet. That means they're going to apply a UBI, a universal basic income, to offset all of this destabilization. This is going to be the little cookie that everybody gets and says, oh, I feel so much better now. They'll After the riots and the craziness goes, they'll push this to such a degree that they want the people will be exhausted. They've already been exhausted from COVID. They've already been exhausted from the fear of the pandemic. Oh my goodness, people, people. And then with this, they're going to exhaust people so much that people are going to be begging for a solution. Enter in the global hand of peace and love run by Satan himself. And this comes in and says, oh, don't worry. We are literally 
We are literally going to give everybody a universal basic income. You're going to be okay as they pat you on the head. But please, you have to get your money through this digital pass. And oh, by the way, we're concerned with all this destruction of the world. We're going to have to make sure everybody stays healthy. So we're going to integrate a, a chipped system that's going to allow us to update your immune system as the new pandemics come in because we know they're going to be there. And we want you all to be a happy loving, wonderful people under one religion, which is us, the banksters. Follow it. This is the whole concept, and this is where the origins of county by county has come about to find a way out of this to avoid the global inter interconnected prison that they're trying to put us in. So I want you to hear this as kind of a reminder as we start to close out the show. You need to remember something. You're on the front lines of this war. This is an information war. It's deeper than that, too. But you are on the front lines. They want you divided. They don't want us coming together. Do they come on here? Do they write in the comments? Do they open up channels to continue to deceive you and masquerade as truth givers? Probably. That's why I say we must unite. We know that. We must unite because they want us divided. Remember, the battle, the war is in your mind and the prize is your soul. Truth. Truth is right. The prize is your soul. And especially when you push it into that level of meta and the injection and the DNA modifications and the nanotech and the hydrogel, this is no game. And it's a simple way forward. Through Christ, we find the living of one body. Through Christ, we find unity with one another. Through Christ, we find the strength to walk forward and to find a new path, an exodus from this system. And why do we know that that can happen? Because God leads us. Too often and too often, I mean this, people are asking, well, what are we going to do? The first thing to do is to learn to listen to God and how he guides you because everything is being put on people's hearts if you're listening. I mean this. And God's speaking loudly. The problem is that we have move to a place where the only thing we hear is the buzz coming out of our propaganda media or the freak porn that's coming out of all of our head headlines. Put it aside. Spend time each day quietly listening to God. Seek what he needs you to do. I don't say this lightly. This is truly a spiritual war. And what we are being, what is being waged upon us is truly the destiny for humanity. We come together as one. We stand together and work together in fellowship. This gets defeated. They win when we believe that we can't live without them. The whole trick to this game is we have to realize we never needed them. They needed us. And they need us so badly that they have to lie, cheat, steal, manipulate, destroy, kill, wage wars, get us to fight each other and kill each other. That's their game. Think about this and ask yourself this question, If you're, and we'll just use Ukraine. If you're having an issue with Ukraine, as I know a whole bunch of people are, tell me what a Russian did to you personally. Tell me what a Ukrainian did to you personally. Tell me a Ukrainian that you know that did something to you personally. Tell me a Russian that you know that did something to you personally, and I'm going to answer that for you because I'm going to bet that 99% of the people are going to say, I don't know one, never had one do anything to me personally. So then ask yourself a next question. Why would people be so willing to go to thermal nuclear war with somebody that never did anything to you? All because of the propaganda media? This is the insanity that people are living in that fear does. What does the Bible say over and over? Over 250 times, 350 times, in fact, in, depending on the version of the Bible. Fear not. Why? Because it is understood that fear is the ultimate leash that gets around our brain that controls us, and we stop listening through the heart. And ironically, what is one of the number one targets of this injection that's causing damage in people? Myocarditis. Myocarditis. What is it doing? It's destroying the heart. Getting the picture? Because this is a war on us. It's a war on our relationship with God. 
And this war is won through God, our trust in God, our loyalty to the walk and trust with Christ Jesus. That's how we get here and out of here. So when you're wondering what to do, the first step, pray and simply ask God to show you the way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in this time of unbelievable deceit, manipulation, and attempts to literally destroy humanity by just a handful of people relative to those on the earth. We pray for not only discernment, Lord, but for a mass awakening, a mass awakening of people to cast aside these illusions of fear that have caused them to see life through a distorted lens to realize the love that you provide and the fearlessness that you give all of us that walk within you, allowing us to show other people that way. Lord, this is a time when irrational behavior has become normalized. Freaks have taken control of the show. What is abnormal in the marginal becomes mar- made normal into the grand scale of things. We're literally watching a circus half of the time with clowns as the lead actors that we're we're expected to worship and to follow. And unfortunately, Lord, too many of those freaks are now leading the sheep off the cliff. Lord, we pray that, that their spells can be broken, that this collective control over their minds can be shattered, that we can as a body in Christ, pray for this, that we can unite in this, and that we as the body in Christ can come together and hold in this fellowship not to be fearful, but to be strong, to be diligent in this time, to fill the silos, to prepare ourselves for the coming storm. The storm is on our shores. We know that, Lord. How long we have is only you know. And what this outcome is, only you know. But what we do know, Lord, is through you we have life and There is no fear. So, Lord, we're holding strong. We're walking boldly in the face of this evil. We will not bow to this evil. We pray for the opportunity to find the many that are still wandering in the darkness in the shadows. We pray for the opportunity to bring them into the light, to open their hearts so they can see the true path, the path of love, of true joy in walking with you, and a fearless path in this time. So, Lord, we pray that this opportunities can happen, that this, this world can start to be shaken to where the darkness can be split aside. We know that darkness is coming, but Lord, let our light shine so brightly that the darkness can't take hold. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. Stay buckled up. It's going to be a pretty wild ride, but we're going to do just fine. God's with us, and he's going to guide us right through this. And each and every one of us has an important role to play. I've said this so many times. It doesn't matter whether you have two people in your circle or two million people in your circle. God has you there for a particular reason. Respect that, honor that, cherish that, because wherever you are, it's where God needs you right now. Listen to him, and he will move you through this storm, and you will be fine. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into this fight. Our prayers are critical. It's our connection to that rock of faith. It's our connection to the intimacy with Father. I love with Father that's all the time, 24-7. It's not just a Sunday event. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. We have to trust in him, though, completely. And in the end, God will win. But he didn't put us here in this time and this place to play around. We're here for a reason. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war 
and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 